Welcome on into the Tony Parks Podcast. Thanks so much for being with us as always. A reminder, and we've talked about it before, we'll talk about it again. Week three on three basketball league in Farmington. It's not a tournament. It's going to go on for four out of five Saturdays. Kids from grades third through 12th have a chance to take part in that. It takes place from September 26th through October 24th. Find out more by going to peak3on3basketball.com. Thanks so much to everybody for listening to the show all the way up to this point. We appreciate all the great support from our listeners. It feels very bizarre at this time of the year because we're used to everything looking so different with the amount of games that are usually on the schedule, but this is usually that big opening weekend for college football. So usually you'd have, what, like 100 games on the schedule. It's peppered with some good top 25 matchups or some power five matchups here and there. Uh, instead, you have a handful of games to choose from. Big 12, SEC, ACC, they're going to start in a few weeks. Pac-12 to the spring. Big 10, uh, they're still trying to work it out for the late fall. It's a big mess. But if there's one guy who can sort some of it out, it's Lee Sterling for Paramount Sports. Uh, he has been dialed in for decades when it comes to what's going on in the NBA, NFL, college football, you name it. Um, because it's fun to pick his brain on the gambling side of things in sports um, because it's another area that's been uh, impacted during the year that has been COVID-19. So, Lee, it has been way too long. Welcome on into the show. I've been excited to have you. How you been, my friend? Uh, I'm, do I'm doing okay. I mean, I don't think anyone's doing amazing uh, <laughs> during these COVID times. I live in Miami, Florida, and um, it's been different. It's been challenging, uh, but... Uh, you know, it looks like maybe uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I, I do feel bad, though, for I'm a Miami, uh, University of Miami fan. My Just to let you know my background, even though I played football at Southwest Texas State, now Texas State, and also attended the University of Texas after that and got my master's at Miami. My dad was the team dentist for the University of Miami. Uh, I got my master's there, and my daughter just finished cheering last year. She was a cheerleader there for four years. So my alliance is to Miami, even though I have a second home in Park City, mm -hmm. um, root, root for some of the teams out there. But um, it, it's strange talking because I do almost 50 shows to, I mean, hardcore supporters and fans and hosts. Uh, for instance, there's a guy, Dave Mahler, out in, in Seattle. He's, he's huge. I mean, this is a guy kind of guy that wears like – Washington Husky colored tennis shoes, you know, from Adidas. So um, these people and, and other friends and colleagues and clients who have, you know, they live, let's say, in Iowa, you know, Iowa Hawkeye fans or, or uh, you know, some of these other teams in the Big Ten and, and the Pac-12 or the Mountain West that their teams aren't playing. I, I, I think they're a little lost. <laughs> you know, right. they 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 don't know who to root for. I spoke to one, uh, one sports talk show host, and I said, who are you going to root for? Uh, <laughs> and he said, uh, I think I'm going to root for Duke because I have a good friend's son who's starting center <laughs> at Duke this year. So well, That's um, what it comes down to, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, hey, if, if you want to, hey, if you want to join uh, the Miami, well, I don't know if it's not a bandwagon. We're not that good anymore, but mm -hmm. we'd love to have you if you want to be a Miami fan for the year. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, hey, now's as good a time as any, right? Why not try it out? Yeah, um, yeah, so if you're a Utah or a Utah State fan, love to have you aboard. If you're rooting for BYU, I understand. But um, I just think people need football 
just for their mental state. I mean, I just think that people are tired of, you know, of wearing masks. They're tired of staying inside. Um, even watching sports, I'm a Miami Heat fan, watching like the game last night and the games in the bubble, it's yeah. just weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. The manufactured crowd noise, right? Like, it's, and, yeah, it's like watch. It's almost like watching uh, NBA summer league. You you remember that? Well, yeah. The, 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 I mean, and not that you're claiming in any way that the talent level is the same. No, I mean, these guys. It's are like great. NBA summer league with with with, with you know piped in crowd noise <laughs> and and virtual fans. I mean, watching. I have a nephew who's a Miami Heat fan. He got picked. Uh, uh, one of the games, and and I see him. He's eating popcorn, you know, in in the in the picture. You know, well, the, the the NBA playoffs have been fun to watch. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. As different as it's been, it, it's been very entertaining, and I've enjoyed it. We'll get to that here in a yep. minute. I want to know on your side of the thing because you know everybody in their profession, they've had weird things that have happened that are unexpected. That they're like, oh, I would have never thought of that, right? Like, what have the conversations been like, and what has been the most bizarre part? in the gambling community while trying to get a pulse on all this? Well, I mean, look, look at Vegas and offshore. I mean, they base, they'll, they'll tell you, you know, they, they were still up and a lot of them were still up, but I mean, there were people betting. I, I had a couple friends that were doing like curling and uh, <laughs> Korean baseball. And, oh, I gotta tell and, you, man, <laughs> you go with the curling. You, you always, so, always archery. Take the, uh, what's it? The hacky sack. I didn't know they had betting on hacky sack. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm never going to, I, I just, so I haven't done baseball in probably 17, 18 years. I've been in business 27 years, but I do football and basketball, college and pro. We st- actually, I actually started uh, last September. We started selling MMA picks. One of my employees is a former MMA fighter and he, you know, he, I monitored him for a year. He knows what he's doing. So we finally started, didn't have many clients. And I you know, made a deal with him. Like, listen, you can get the lion's share of what we make off of MMA. I'm going to give you 50% of whatever we bring in. And then the pandemic struck and we started putting them out and I started studying it. And I would watch at least three or four fights from every fighter. And, and we did, we started off amazing, still doing well. We, I think we won the first five cards we had like either four and one or five and a records and then hit a little bit of a rough patch in a lot won the last couple but uh, i think we've won like 11 of the 16 cards but which is great but it, it it you know people were so desperate for to bet on sports and have something that it was beyond my wildest dreams uh the amount of people we were going to get to sign up so right. i don't think it's going to be that way going forward i think people will pivot back towards you know, football and basketball, but uh, it was at least something I just could not, I could not stoop to giving out something I just know absolutely nothing about. Now, to be honest with you, I had been watching every MMA card going back, you know, since they started uh, 25 years ago, I uh-huh. think it was. But um, so it just, I, I think you, you talk to people in the industry and it's like anything else. People were hurting. They had to, you know, these sports books had to lay off people offshore they had to cut their staffs you know cut them by maybe 75 80 percent or more and uh just like anything else you know people who are out of jobs and it's it is recovering do i think it's going to come all the way back some people say yes i i I doubt it only because if you're a michigan fan an iowa fan a, a utah or a utah state fan 
uh, or, you know, like let's say a USC fan, I don't think yours going to be into it and, and bet as often. Uh, but I think they'll initially, I think the first couple of weeks after we get going, maybe after we get to the SEC schedule and get the ACC involved in games, uh, things in Big 12, things might pick up. Uh, how tough has it been to gauge the NBA playoffs with the bubble and all that? You talked Very about how weird it was to watch, but what are the factors that have been looked at the most? Okay, so unlike other handicappers, I'll tell you how it is. I had a miserable, miserable uh, first like couple weeks when they went back uh, in and, and they were just playing. I mean, who would ever expect that Phoenix would go undefeated? <laughs> I mean, and, and cover every game. I mean, uh, not even a good team. Right? So... <laughs> You know, just gauge things wrong. I'm doing better. I do have a winning record since the playoffs started, but um, it's tough. I mean, there's just just random stuff. I mean, uh, even the look at the Miami series against Milwaukee. Who would think a five would be up two zero? Who would think that Boston, after losing Gordon Haywood, would be up two zero over Toronto? Who would think that right. that even though to, uh, the Lakers and the Clippers won their first round, that uh, they would lose their first game and and you know, they would uh, – I, I, I still don't think – I don't think there's any great team this year. It would not shock me if we saw something like Miami and Houston in the NBA Finals. Yeah. I think well, this might be the one year it could happen. Well, you remember the lockout shortened years. We had eight one upsets mm-hmm. in each of those. We had an eight seed in the NBA Finals, right? We That's had, right. We had a, a one seed that looked untouchable and won their first 10 playoff games and then didn't win Which another one. Uh, the, Spurs, the, one the Spurs were in oh, 2012. Right. Yeah. The Spurs yep. were like red hot, crazy, the amount of games that yep. they had won. And then they all of a sudden, they started 10-0 and in the playoffs and then didn't mm-hmm. win another game. Like it was yep. just weird the way that things were happening. So that's why I oh, and it. I, and I love people with the conspiracy theories. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm not one of those guys. I just, I just think it's, it's just strange. And the, the funniest part was watching the first couple games. I, I don't know if people noticed. There was guys. I saw maybe five or six occasions in the first week. Guys were literally standing out of bounds, waiting for the ball and catching <laughs> the ball uh, to shoot three pointers. Took them. It took them a while to get used to to the environment. Yeah. You know and. Yeah. It, it was that, I think, strange form. Adjustments for everybody, and that cl- includes yep. everybody in the gambling community. Uh, you don't have many college uh, football games to choose from this week and for a few weeks, but which one do you look at and say, all right, that's the one to jump on this week? Okay, so there's one game I really like a lot. It's SMU against Texas State. So uh, Texas State for it's actually my alma mater. It's where I played college football. It used to be Southwest Texas State. Played there in the early 80s. This is, there's bad and there's super bad teams. Now, maybe in a year or two, they'll be better. Maybe late in the season, they'll improve. But this is a team that has been um, borderline unwatchable. So their quarterback play last year, and I rate quarterback play from, from every Division One team's 130 teams. They were so bad out of 130 teams, I had them rated 129. So the kid that played the lion's share took, well, he took a little more than about 55, 60% of the snaps. Tyler Vitt, this guy was so bad, 11 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Oh. So when you're that bad, and he fumbled a lot too. 
<laughs> team that was minus nine in turnover ratio. They finished three and nine last year. Uh, the year before, three and nine. And if you think that's bad, 16 and 17, they were two and 10. Uh, their coach, Jake, Jake Slavado, I think is going to be pretty good. Here's a guy with a really rich background. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator, West Virginia, then his second year. He was there for two years. He was a Cal. Uh, offensive coordinator, quarterback coach at A&M. Just going to take time. So he brings in seven junior college transfers. He brought in three other transfers from other schools. It looks like maybe seven of these ten guys are going to start. But they do spring ball. It's going to take them a long time to gel here. Uh, Tyler Vitt, it looks like, is not going to start. Brady McBride, a transfer from Memphis, is going to start. But they're playing an SMU team. Last year, SMU plays Texas State. They're laying 17 and a half. They win 47-17. So you say, okay, um, was that game, did they just dominate? Yeah, they dominated. They put up 639 yards versus just 242 for Texas. But what was the story? They went by 30. They were minus two in turnover ratio. That game should have been like a 55-60 point blowout. Everyone's familiar with their quarterback, Shane Bouchelle, 34 touchdowns, just 10 interceptions. He threw for 3,900 yards. He has a really good receiver in Reggie Roberson, a really good tight end. These are all these are first team, projected first team all conference players and Kylan Grants, and they lost uh their starting running back. But this is what I do, which is different than most people. You got to get the edge early. They have this junior college wide receiver. So if you see this guy named Danny Gray, and no one has much idea about him, you'll say, Well, I heard it here first. Danny Gray played at Blinn Community College. I watch junior college transfers for every team if they're a projected starter at running back, quarterback, or wide receiver. This kid is six one, one eighty. He's a stud. I think he's more talented than any receiver they have on the roster. I think this guy might be playing in the NFL. And their defense, you know, they gave up some points, about 25 points a game. They are fourth in sack. So if they, uh, last year, if they get the lead against Texas State, I think they're going to bring the heat. And they get takeaways, fifth and, and fumble recoveries out of 130 teams. I like SMU big. I think it went, they win this game 52-17. All right. There's your steal of the week. Make sure to jump on it right there with Paramount Sports. Or, blow, or, or blowout special. Aha. <laughs> I like that, too. Yeah. You hear it and get it right yeah. here with Lee Sterling and uh, Paramount Sports. Check them out and make sure to take advantage of all the great deals that they have. They'll give you these kinds of gems each and every single week, so make sure uh, that you're tuned into it right here on the Tony Parks Podcast. All right, BYU, Navy, Monday night. I think it's going to have tremendous ratings. I, I think it's going to be outstanding mm-hmm. in that department. But the game can't end in a tie. It was a pick last time I saw. <laughs> At least it can't end in a tie anymore. Uh, what do you see happening Monday night? Uh, when you look forward to what's taking place in the game. And, and if you were looking to put money on it, what would be the most attractive uh, sort of uh, number that you're seeing? Okay, so at, from betting sports for, for almost 30 years, I can tell you this. When you see a game, and it happens a lot, that starts where one team is the favorite under three points and, and ends or is fluctuating all week. Now, maybe start off as like a one-and-a-half to two-and-a-half point favorite for a couple weeks. Then now BYU is the favorite by most places by one and a half to two and a half points. That just tells you they had no idea what they're doing. They're just trying to set a line to get half the action on one side, half on the other. And believe it or not, most of these games 
a lot of times and and under a touchdown or a, a point or a field goal at the end of the game. I think it's too tough a game to call. Now, if Matt Bushman was playing in this game, I, I would maybe lean to BYU. He's that one guy that is almost unguardable, tight end in, in the slot. But without him, with a bunch of just average at best running backs, average at best receivers, uh, and playing a team Navy. Now, if Navy last year, you know, their quarterback, he's playing for Miami now. He's at a different position. He's playing slot, running back, returning kicks. Malcolm Perry, you say, well, well, okay, you know, they can just put plug in another guy at quarterback. This kid, Malcolm Perry, ran. I don't think I've seen this more than three or four times in the history of college football. Quarterback, he ran for 2,017 yards. Ran for 21 touchdowns. Did throw also through for over a thousand yards and and a, and a good ratio for a Navy quarterback. Seven touchdowns, just three interceptions. He's a big, big loss. But their defensive line's pretty good. I, you know, they they return two or four starters. They have some big guys at linebacker. Normally, you see linebackers 230 range. They have a couple guys that go between 240 and 250. So even though they're a little Small and defensive, and they only allow 3.2 yards per carry, which is very, very good. I think both teams are going to run the ball. Navy's going to want to limit the errors with the new quarterback. BYU is going to try to run the ball here. They'll throw some too, but uh, I just think that you're going to see a conservative game plan. The total's 50 on the game. I think it's going to be like a 24-21 final. I just can't figure out who's going to win. So I think the better option, and they give you that option when you know you, there are totals out there to play the total here. It wouldn't shock me if it was like a even a 2017 or 17-14 game. Okay, so go the under BYU against Navy coming up this weekend. All right, every year my dad loves betting on NFL futures. He usually has a great trip to Vegas with his brothers. They're all triplets. Uh, They all go down there, and he loves putting down some money on a handful of teams to hopefully win it all. In this bizarre 2020 season that's coming up, what teams would you advise him to select uh, for this upcoming uh, NFL season. Okay, so there's three I like. I like, and these are three I bet. The Dallas Cowboys at nine and a half, I like the over. Tony, you and I could have coached the Cowboys last year, and they would have won two or three more games. I mean, they were – and I don't think this new coaching staff is that good. I just think that they were just unmotivated, unprepared, and in crunch time, they just, just didn't get the job done. They failed. So I think that you go over there, they have a lot of talent on that team. And the division isn't very good. Another division that isn't great, I think it's down from last year, uh, and I'm going to take the Detroit Lions. And no one's really looking at the Lions. So here's something about the Lions, which is crazy. So last year, when Matt Stafford was starting, started the first eight games. They're 3-4-1, still alive. How did they do after he was hurt and missed the last eight games? They only went 0-8. Yeah, Their quarterbacking, yeah. unwatchable. But he's back, and you know they're pretty strong almost everywhere. I, do I think they're going to win 10, 11 games? Probably not, but I could see them winning nine games here. And, and wow. They're sitting at six and a half. I think they'll win seven easy. Like I said, I think they're going to win – 
I think they're going to win eight games. It wouldn't shock me if they win nine. Everything has to go right for them to win ten, but it could happen. So a lot of people don't know a lot about this team. You don't know a lot about their receivers. You see a guy named Kenny Galati. You're like, oh, okay, I, I know the name. I've heard the name. He's probably a top ten receiver in the NFL. They have another receiver on the other side, Marvin Jones from Cincinnati. Really good guy in the slot. Uh, Danny Amendola gets the job done. They drafted a guy named Quentin Cephas from Wisconsin. Going to be a really good possession guy, guy over the middle. They draft a, a running back in DeAndre Swift. Carryon Johnson's good, but this guy is is probably the home run hitter. And then, um, so those two guys together, and then the defense. Uh, they remade their secondary. Uh, they bring in Desmond Trufant from Atlanta. They draft Jeff Okuda from Ohio State with a third pick in the first round. He's a lockdown cornerback. And then they bring over Danny Shelton, defensive line from New England, bring over Trey Flowers, defensive line New England, and Jamie Collins, three really instrumental players in the New England success the last couple of years. I think that the six and a half is a steal. No one's looking at it. And then, uh, you know, so that's that's probably my strongest. I would say the, the Detroit Lions is probably my strongest. And then one that um, uh, I think that, that, that people kind of fall asleep on, if, if you're looking at uh, an over, is Kansas City. How about this? Eight of the last nine years, just go over. They're sitting at 11 and a half. Ooh. I think the win 12 game is easy. I can see him going 13 and 3, 14 and 2. The Raiders, I don't think they're any better. Chargers, um, you know, they lost their star safety. Uh, they got they'll get mediocre quarterback play, and and Denver, they're not great. That's probably six and 0, 5 and 1 out of their division. So that's an easy one. And then another one, if you're looking at it over the Miami Dolphins at six and a half, that's another division, not very good. Uh, New England, at best, New England's a six-win team. I wouldn't be shocked if, if New England tanks. They're sitting at eight and a half and nine. Hmm. Um, I like the, the under there. I think they're a six-win team. Here is, and conspiracy theorists or people who you know, like to, don't be shocked. I don't think Cam Newton's the right guy for that offense. If they're sitting at about two and ten and Bill Belichick calls up a quarterback or a bunch of guys from the practice squad for the last two weeks of the season. <laughs> Can you imagine that? And he, oh. he makes a play for Trevor Lawrence. Can you imagine how upset everyone will be around the country? So um, that's my, uh, my tanking theory. If there is one team that tanks, they start off poorly. I think it's going to be uh, the New England Patriots. And that poorly could even just be at a 500 level, clearly not championship contender. That could turn right. them that way. Yeah, very early. All right, he's Lee Sterling. He's with Paramount Sports. He's awesome when it comes to this kind of stuff. You're going to love the insight. You're going to love the fun on deciding kind of the most attractive moves to make for the weekend, uh, especially with college football starting here, some NFL futures. We talked about that. Uh, what teams do you see being most hampered negatively, and what teams do you see possibly having some opportunity because of those that are down? Now, you, you talked about, like, Kansas City. Is it that continuity you're talking about and then mixing that with, say, some of the uh, other teams with unknowns during COVID that would give you the best feeling about them going over that 11 and a half? Yeah, another team, let me throw in another team, the Bears, Chicago Bears. I mean, talk about moves. 
free agency. Right. They didn't bring anyone that's going to help them. I mean, <laughs> no. bringing in like Jimmy Graham, a tight end when they already had like six on the roster. <sighs> Jimmy Graham is done. I'm a Bears uh, fan. Bring in Foles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Foles. I mean, uh, when you, when you have a quarterback problem, you got two. You know how they say you got none. Uh, I, I mean, there's some there's some moves that you just are scratching your head, saying, you know. What is going on? I mean, these guys are getting paid to do this kind of stuff. Also, you got to figure out almost most of the stadiums will not have fans to start off. So Miami and Kansas City are two of the four teams that have said they will have fans to start off. I think Seattle is going to be most effective at home. Seattle, their home field advantage. seems like every team has two, three, four illegal procedure penalties in games there. So I think that Seattle's home field advantage will be – most negated by the uh, by the pandemic. Well, awesome, Lee. It was fantastic to have you on. Uh, great to hear your voice again. We have yes. A lot of if fun. anyone yeah. wants to get involved, yes. Um, it's, a couple, it's a couple ways to check me out. You can look at my website, ParamountSports.com, and you can read about me there. I, I do something different than most people do. Most handicappers, first of all, more than half probably don't even use their real name. It is my real name, so. I also, on my homepage, where it says recent results, you can see every game I've given my clients for the last five years. Mm -hmm. So after the game goes final, uh, you'll see the game, which side we picked, the score, and whether we won or lost the game. Just everything's up front. If you're looking for someone that's going to tell you they're hitting 70 80%, there's no one that does it. You hit upper 57 58 59% of the year, you're having a great year. And then also what I do is I rate my games from 10 to 50 units. I will usually hit a high percentage of my 35 to 50 unit plays. Don't have many. We hit a high percentage. We need a high percentage of that. So it's actually sometimes we've had seasons that really are hitting over 60% based on, um, you know, using, you know, values to your, to your wagers. And uh, you can go to the website, read about me there. You can sign up there. I sell selections on a daily um weekly, monthly, and seasonal package. I know people are having problems, so if you're not ready to sign up for the year, give it a try for, for a day or for the weekend or for the month. And um, also you can follow me on Twitter at Paramount Sports during the football games and the MMA fights. I always have commentary. I put out some free selections there at Paramount Sports. And if you want to talk to me personally, you can always reach me here at the office, 800-400-9741. ParamountSports.com. Get involved if you uh, want to make sure that you're always ahead of it when it comes to the futures, the big picks of the week, and his big picks of the week. Don't forget it, SMU all over Texas State, and the other one, BYU and Navy on the under. So can't wait to talk to you next week when we get to discuss those results as well as more. And uh, each and every single week, it's going to be a lot of fun. Lee, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You stay safe, okay, Tony? Hey, you do the same, man. Thanks so much. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Uh, you're going to love his work. You're going to love some of the insight. Uh, make sure to check it out, ParamountSports.com. Uh, he came on the shows that I was a part of for years and years. Always had a lot of fun. Great interaction, great insight. And you heard what he said about that. Hey, when the NBA first got started, it was really, really tough, right? So he's able to kind of give you the gauge of the things to stay away from, not just the things uh, that you want to go ahead and make the selection for. So instead of him saying, oh, pick this team in the BYU-SMU game, no, or, or sorry, the BYU-Navy game, no. He tells you, stay away from the line, go to the under. That's the most attractive position to pick. So, you know, does the guy bat 1,000? No, nobody does. If anybody batted 1,000, he wouldn't even be wasting his time uh, on my show. But 
He uh, his his percentages are terrific based on you know the high fifties into the sixties, the most attractive selections, things like that. You're gonna love it. So go to ParamountSports.com. We'll have him on each and every single week before all of the football games. Uh, reminder once again, thanks uh, as always for listening to the Tony Parks podcast. We appreciate you for being a part of the show. Uh, do not forget about Peak Three on Three Basketball. It comes your way September 26th through October the 24th. Find out more. Go to peak3on3basketball.com. You might be looking for something really fun for the kids to do, uh, to play the game of basketball, where they're going to get the ball in their hands more often. They're going to get more shots. They're going to have games uh, that move along a lot quicker, and you're really going to get your money's worth when it comes to this basketball league in Farmington. Very safe. Uh, Farmington City does a great job of making sure everything's covered uh, so that safety is the number one standard. Same thing with the Peak 3-on-3 Basketball League. Uh, they've worked really, really well to make sure that your kids are going to be in a safe situation and that they're going to enjoy playing. Uh, September 26th through October 24th, the games are on Saturdays, and they're a little later in the day. So if you have other kids that are playing you know, maybe some different sports early on those Saturdays, uh, give them something to do later on in that evening. Uh, you can get your team signed up, peak3on3basketball.com, uh, as well as they have uh, the ability to answer any of the questions uh, you might have as well. Don't forget, if you let them know, uh, that you heard it right here on the Tony Parks podcast. You get the early bird price, uh, even though the early bird uh, uh, pricing window has now uh, expired. And then if you're a Farmington resident, uh, get 30% off of the registration price on top of that. So thanks so much for being with us. As always, uh, follow the show on all forms of social media at Tony Parks 801. Email me, TonyParks801 at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in, whether it's Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and more. It's always right here on the Utah Podcast Network.